The Last Word with Matt Cooper. Yesterday, President Michael D. Higgins covered a lot in the speech that he made at the National Plowing Championships. When we get to it later, we'll be talking about his views on the United Nations with Daniel McConnell. But he also made comments about what he described as big changes that are going to be coming in the diet that we all consume here in Ireland, arising because of climate change and cost of living pressures. Pressures. So our first guest is the political correspondent of the Irish Farmers Journal, Pat O'Toole. Can you maybe explain, please, a little bit more what President Michael D. Higgins said on this particular topic yesterday? Well, I think we'd need the whole show to, to go through the speech. It's an extremely detailed speech, over 3,600 words. And I'll be honest, Matt, it's not a silo talking about sustainability of food production and the likelihood and the essential nature of evolution of consumer choice and diets. That's at the heart of the speech, and it's a speech which looks at global food production, global food consumption, and in that context, I think we have to look at Ireland and Ireland's food production because we export 90% of our meat and milk, which is this section of, I suppose, it's meat and milk production that is uh, being targeted by people who say that uh, our our system is unsustainable at heart and that we have to transition to a a plant-based diet. Um, Ireland has huge advantages in producing meat and milk. And I do think that we see Irish farmers um, and their representatives triggered by comments made recently by the EPA and now by, by Michael D. Higgins. Although I thought the comments by Tim Cullinan and uh, others were, were quite measured yesterday. In response Sorry, Tim Cullinan is the president of the Irish Farmers Association. Correct. But, and, I mean, I think he was quoted as saying that nobody should be turning around telling the Irish public what their diet should be. He said it's about a personal choice. And, and uh, I mean, look... It, Politically speaking, um, that's what he has to say. The reality is that I think Irish farmers need to be far less sensitive about this issue simply because uh, in terms of global uh, relative sustainability, Irish milk and meat production is relatively sustainable. We have to make huge changes. That's, uh, and, and that was acknowledged by Michael D. Higgins. It's acknowledged by farmers. Uh, and he paid tribute to farmers for the journey that they're on and encouraged them uh, to remain on that journey and said that they do need uh, direct supports to assist them on that journey. And I think that, So that, that journey, that would imply, to, Pat, though, wouldn't that imply that they produce less dairy products, that they have less cows on their farms that produce the dairy or that can be used for meat, that effectively what Michael D. Higgins was implying was the shrinking of the Irish agri-sector. Uh, he wasn't implying that. He said it straight out that, that uh, farming is, is going to have to evolve in terms of the sustainability. And I think it echoes uh, Yvonne Isulawan made very, as, as the uh, chair of the Citizens' Assembly made very sim- similar comments yesterday uh, to the Oireachtas Committee on Climate Change. Th- there's a broad acknowledgement that we're looking at the evolution of food production. But you've got to remember that... Um, he, Michael D. Higgins is also talking about food consumption and, and it, they're both sides of the equation. And he did acknowledge that food pricing is going to have to change within the context of someone, you know, a man who, who's always been on the left, who's always talked about social justice and who uh, would 
want, uh, both in, within Ireland and globally, for food to be affordable. It's the number two, and that's the UN uh, context he was talking about. It's the number two sustainability goal that the UN has signed up to, and we are failing in that regard. But I think Irish farming needn't be too sensitive about this conversation because when the dust settles, I would think that if we're uh, lucky enough to be at the ploughing in 30 years' time, we will see that the ploughing championships will still continue, that Irish farming will still be dynamic, that meat and milk production will still be at its heart. Will it reduce? I think in the medium term it has to reduce because we've got to be more aware of the sustainability of our systems in terms of the very expensive inputs such as fuel, and fertilizer um, and uh, we have got to evolve how we interact with water quality with air quality how we manage our soils that's a journey that we're on um, but I don't think we need to be unconfident about that journey and I don't think we need to be sensitive about the kind of comments that Michael D. Higgins made I think he is an ally of Irish farmers at heart Listener here says it's widely proven that plant-based production impacts the environment more. Greater use of water, pesticides, etc. Our animals' feed is grass-based without much importation of fodder, unlike other countries that will take up her production if ours is reduced. Ridiculous. Dr. Kian Minswu is with us as well, lecturer at the Environmental Research Institute at University College Cork. That particular contention by that listener. I want to take that in two bites perhaps, uh, Kian. because what about this argument that plant-based production impacts the environment more? That, for example, if you are going to replace dairy milk in your diet with something like oat milk or almond milk, that that will have been produced using an enormous amount of water and will also have been shipped enormous distances so that it automatically becomes worse for the environment than buying locally sourced milk. Dairy milk. Thanks for that excellent question. Um, yes, that your, your listener is absolutely right. There's a large amount of impacts from various different um, uh, agriculture, animal agriculture. In particular, Irish grassland on drained peaty soil is a significant car, um, source of carbon dioxide. And we also know that using that land in that way is a cost. We use that land in response to that instead of other things. And in particular, we want to look at where we could be. And we could be using that land to try to recreate the Irish native temperate Atlantic rainforest. And that's a kind of uh, agricultural space that would be very useful and which we would want to see farmers contributing towards. So it's absolutely correct that there are many different inputs that are required. But we know that uh, in terms of beef in particular, that the inputs of both water levels in terms of nitrogen, in terms of various fertilizers, are really massive. And not only is it economically, uh, environmentally a cost, it's economically a cost. We know that uh, beef requires massive subsidies. Uh, for example, according to Tagish uh, Farm Sustainability Survey, up to 139% of cattle rearing farm income is based on those subsidies. And that's something that we just can't keep paying out. But hold on a second, Kian. If we were to stop or re- greatly reduce the production of beef and dairy on Irish farms, wouldn't it simply be done elsewhere to serve the demand globally for those products? And wouldn't it be done in areas where there would be greater environmentally, environmental damage done proportionately? Ah, so here there's a really important moral point, which is that we are responsible for what we can control. And what we can control here in Ireland is our consumption and our production. 
So other countries may uh, produce in whatever ways they do, which may be sustainable or unsustainable. But what we can control is what we do. And so we're part of, of course, the Environmental uh, Protection Agency, which has commitments to the Intergovernmental Panel on Climate Change. And like every other country involved in that process, we have commitments. And part of making those commitments is reducing agricultural emissions. And so that's what I would like to see. But what's the point of us doing it if other countries don't do it? And the global consumption of beef and dairy increases and we cut back what we're doing at the same time as other countries which are less sustainable in their production end up doing more. I think that there's actually two really important things that why it matters. And the first, of course, is that Ireland has a lot of soft power. What we do matters because we're part of the European Union and because we're looked at as a leader internationally. And if we make our processes greener, if we reduce our impact, then we can go and hold our heads high when we go to international fora and we can try to convince others to come along. That's much harder to do when we're not doing our own part. And I think that that's something that's really important, which is that every little bit can make a difference. And that's something that the Intergovernmental Panel on Climate Change has emphasized. But just going back to the first thing I asked you, sorry, one second, Pat. Cian, when I asked you about, for example, if you were to replace dairy milk in your diet with oat milk or almond milk, if that oat milk and almond milk has been produced in California and loads of water is wasted in its production and it's then flown to Ireland, how can you actually be improving the environment by changing your diet from dairy to one of those alternative milk products? So the first point to make is that the shipping of, uh, of a- animal agricultural products or, or general products for human consumption is a very small amount of the environmental footprint. The major part is the production. But as you say, there are some products such as almonds uh, and cashews that are massively water uh, dependent. However, animal agriculture, especially beef, has many, many different inputs that are really uh, demanding. So those are land, those are nitrogen, those are fertilizers, and not just water. So, yes, it's true that some products uh, take a lot of water, but when we're thinking about animal agriculture, they tend to have many more inputs, all of which are very demanding. Okay, you want to come in there, Pat O'Toole from the Irish Farmers Journal. I I think two quick points. First, uh, it's an incredibly complex subject, and we can't just reduce it to this binary plant is better than, than, than animal production because we're going to need both. We're not going to feed the planet with one or the other. Um, and the second thing is that uh, we have a common agricultural policy across Europe. And when you talk about Ireland's food production, it's within that broader framework. And there, there is specialization for a reason because of efficiency, economic efficiency, but also environmental efficiency. And the two tend to dovetail, especially when it comes to dairy production in Ireland. We do have challenges, and the recent debate around the nitrates and the current debate around the nitrates limits shows that. But notwithstanding that, we still have a good story to tell. And I think that within the framework of food production, we will still see the breadbasket of Europe will still be Ukraine. Hopefully the war will be resolved and uh, it can get back to doing what it does, producing grain for Europe. And by the same token, uh, Ireland's ability to grow grass and to convert that into meat and milk is a natural advantage. We shouldn't throw away in the pathway to sustainability. And just to finish with you, Dr. Kian Mintzwu, lecturer at the Environmental Research Institute in UCC, is there any evidence to suggest that Irish consumers 
in, in significant numbers are prepared to change their diet, to move away from beef and dairy and move to a plant-based alternative? Those are all great questions. So let me take them in turn. So the first one was about the common agricultural policy. And here I very much agree with Pat. Uh, farmers have been given mixed signals by the European Union and subsequently by Irish government interpretation of that policy. And that means that we should support farmers in a just transition. That means retraining. That means giving support for alternatives. And in my view, the best alternatives would be stewarding land. That would be creating uh, certain kinds of spaces which are protected by farmers and their and their descendants. And in particular, we might think that the skills you need, for example, to uh, fence in sheep are very similar to the skills you would need to fence out ruminants to protect saplings and regrow that native um, Irish uh, uh, rainforest. So in the second point, I want to say, uh, when we're thinking about uh, what how that would change, we would see that there's a succession problem in Ireland where uh, farmers are having trouble finding younger people to take over these jobs. So I agree again with Pat that that doesn't mean turn off animal agriculture in Ireland and only go to plant-based. That means uh, that means uh, phasing it down. That means changing in turn and bringing people in slowly. Some people, of course, would continue to farm in the same way they have. Some people continue to eat meat in the same way they have. But I think that changing that is what Michael Higgins was talking about, and in that I support him. Uh, Dr. Kean Minswu from the Environmental Research Institute at the University College Cork, and Pat O'Toole, political correspondent of the Irish Farmers Journal. Thank you both for being with us. The last word with Matt Cooper. Weekdays from 4:30. Today and-